We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Hello everyone, welcome along to the Fantasy Football Beat, a Rotoviz podcast, brought to you by my bookie and draft. Each week on the show, I'm joined by an NFL beat reporter to break down one of the biggest games of the week. On this week's show, my guest is Jana Thomas of the Falcoholic. We'll be talking about the Falcons' trip to face the New York Jets this week and talking about the key players and key matchups that we expect to decide this game. We'll be talking, obviously, about the struggles of the Atlanta Falcons so far, how that has gone. We'll touch a little bit on the Jets. We'll be looking at the injury report. We'll be seeing how the Falcons possibly can turn it around and get their season on track after what has been, overall, a very, very disappointing and struggling start to the season for them my name is colin kelly and you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland and after i talk with jenna i'll take a few minutes to recap what we discuss and use some of the apps on rotaviz.com to take a deeper dive into it from a fantasy football perspective for those of you who don't know rotaviz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps and uh, i'll be using as i mentioned in a moment some of those awesome apps to dive a little bit deeper into this game. I highly urge you to check out rotaviz.com. 
I mentioned the tough start to the season for the Falcons, obviously losing to the Patriots this past week on the road. They go on the road again this week to face the New York Jets. And uh, in this one, they are still favourites on the road. The Jets, who have been one of the surprises of the season, a lot of people have been pegged as that team that would have the first overall draft pick as it comes to draft time next year. But they have had a solid start to the season, a lot more uh, impressive than most people would have expected. But that leaves them as home underdogs still as they face the Falcons, who are trying to get this season back on track. The Falcons are a minus four and a half favourite for this one. The money line is minus 220 in their favor, plus 175 for the Jets and the over-under. And this is a, a medium one for this week, over-under 46 points. So there should be some fantasy points put on the board this week. And I'm looking forward to breaking that down after I talk to Jana about the fantasy implications. We'll be talking about uh, how the teams uh, match up and how things will go in just a moment. So those are the odds with mybookie.ag. They are one of the official sponsors here of the podcast. They are the official bookmaker of Rotoviz Radio and uh, with them if you sign up use my promo code RotovizBeat as you sign up uh, and put in your first deposit they'll match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus so all you have to do while signing up enter that code RotoBeat as the promo code and uh, they will hook you up with a 50% bonus so get on board with that today it is mybookie.ag and they are my preferred bookmaker when I place my wager so have a little fun this weekend, get that extra bonus and see if you can decide this game or some of the other outcomes of the other games. Maybe you want to do a little parlay and uh, see how you get on or maybe hit on some of the props. So uh, let's see uh, what Jana has to think about the game, how she thinks it's going to all shake out and then we'll get into it a little bit more from a fantasy perspective after that. So uh, let's get to the beat. So delighted to be joined on the show now by Janet Thomas of Falcoholic. Obviously, we're covering the Falcons' trip this week to face the New York Jets up in New York, and they have had a, a slow start to the season for the Falcons. They now sit at three and three third in the NFC South with six games played, and they kind of got uh, demolished by the the Patriots on the road this past week. So it's gonna it's it's just not been what we'd expected. They were pretty much shut down again uh, in, in New England. Like I mentioned, they were zero for five on third downs in the first half and. 13 points left on the board with those uh, red zone attempts with the block field goal, a missed field goal, and then the failures to score on third and fourth down uh, at the one-yard line. So it's been a tough week, and there, I've seen there's been a lot of reflection down there in Atlanta by the team, but they're kind of they're trying their best to say they're looking forward, but it's uh, I guess we'll start the show by looking back. What was your biggest takeaway from that New England Patriots loss? You know, I think that the biggest takeaway is just how different the play calling is this season. I think that, you know, Kyle Shanahan's strength is really figuring out ways to maximize his player skills and put them in positions to take advantage of matchups. And I think that that's really a nuance to play calling that Steve Sarkeesian doesn't have at this point. Um, Maybe it'll come with time, but I think also it's just a particular talent of Kyle's. So I think that that's a big part of the reason for the um, for the drop off. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna get into the, the play calling style in uh, just a little bit more in a, a moment. But before we get into that, we're gonna look a little bit through the injury reports for both teams. And uh, luckily for the Falcons, who I'm gonna go into second, they they aren't too banged up at the moment. The Jets a little bit more so. Uh, Robbie Anderson uh, on Wednesday. We're recording this third early Thursday, so uh, this here is the Wednesday practice report. Limited was Robbie Anderson, but he is expected to play this week. Then they had a couple of players that uh, did not practice. Jordan Leggett, the tight end with a knee injury. Brandon Shell, the tackle neck injury. Buster Screen with a concussion. It is thought that he's going to miss uh, at least one week with that concussion. We'll see how that shakes out if he can clear concussion protocol as the week progresses. Mohamed Wilkerson of the defensive line, shoulder and foot issues. He did not practice either. So the Jets uh, have a couple of names there that 
this week uh, may miss out. So it's uh, obviously that's positive for the Falcons. But as I mentioned, their uh, side of the ball, they haven't had that many injuries. But this week, uh, Tevin Coleman, as of Wednesday, was a limited participant with a knee injury he picked up against the Patriots. Dion Jones limited with an ankle injury. And then uh, Duke Riley, obviously, is going to miss the, the rest of the season on IR. Jordan Tripp is in the concussion protocol. We'll see, can he clear that? And then Courtney Upshaw, defensive tackle, ankle, he was limited. So with the guys uh, that I mentioned there for the Falcons, uh, obviously Duke Riley is going to miss out. But with the other guys, you expect them all to, to suit up? Or obviously you have to wait and see uh, if Tripp can uh, get through the concussion protocol. Right. Trip, we won't know. I mean, concussions are just too hard to predict because everybody reacts to them differently. The other guys, it's usually a good sign for the Falcons if they're limited on Wednesday. They're usually good enough to go. Um, if they're even, you know, held out on Wednesday but able to practice some on Thursday and Friday, they'll play on Sunday. So I think that with those guys being limited, I think that they'll all be on the field. Yeah, and when we uh, obviously I mentioned there for both teams, it is pretty impressive when you get to this stage of the season to, to for the injury reports, uh, you know, at the early stage of the week to be as low down at that. So there's a lot of games this week where, you know, you have 11, 12 names on the injury report. So both these teams are uh, pretty healthy, which is a positive for them. Uh, you know, we mentioned the, the play column, but we're going to talk uh, through it all now. But the, the loss of Kyle Shanahan obviously is one of the key issues for this team this season and how they have been affected. It looks you know at this point the, the team's trying to say it hasn't been much of an effect but there's there's really no way around it last year the offense averaged uh, 30 points per game this year the offense has only reached 30 points and uh, one of their six games and that was when they hit exactly 30 against the lions so it just uh, it hasn't worked out has there been any real keys as to why obviously the play caller is different but any other reasons that it might be might be the case you know, there were a couple of weeks there where a starting right tackle, Ryan Schrader, was out, and that created some instability along the offensive line. You could tell this would have been during the um, Lions and the Bills games. And um, you could tell that Matt Ryan was really unsettled in the pocket. Um, they've got a new guy in at right guard who's gotten progressively better as the season has gone on. But having the right tackle out for a couple of weeks, I think, did impact the offensive production. Um, and I also think that it's just a matter of the offense, you know, not really being terribly balanced in some games. Um, and so I think that that's created some opportunities for defenses to pressure Matt Ryan more. And then, you know, aside from just the play calling, you also have issues with execution. We've seen a ton of drops. We have seen, you know, guys, you know, miscommunications on the field, a lot of penalties. That's been another big factor. There's been a lot of undisciplined ball played. And so I think that those are all factors also. But I really think that the main issue is the play calling and some of the personnel decisions that Sarkeesian is making, you know, giving Austin Hooper, say, nine targets and targeting Julio Jones like five times is probably not your best course of action. And I know what teams do to take Julio out of the equation. You know, they'll always cheat a safety over and a lot of times a linebacker, too. I mean, you have to really work hard to contain him. So I get that, but that means the other guys are getting open and so you have to take advantage of that. And that's what I don't really see happening. Yeah, and uh, I've seen a lot of stuff this week about the percentage on first, second, and even third downs where they've been going to Julio, uh, you know, a, a higher majority than they did last. Well, on first down, second down, it had regressed, but on third down, obviously, had gone up. And last year on third down, uh, there was a lot of players being targeted, whereas this year it's pretty much uh, Sanu and Jones or else uh, Freeman uh, and Hooper. So there's not a huge spread around, and obviously defences are being able to, to key in on those guys uh, did you think just with Shanahan he was thinking that far ahead with uh, more options being used uh, you know sprinkling the ball around and trying to, to keep the defense more uh, unbalanced on the other side I do because I know how Kyle called games um, Kyle would 
he was always two steps ahead, I guess is the easiest way to say it. Like it was more of a chess match for him. Um, and so he would, he would always be two steps ahead of the defense and, and thinking, you know, who am I going to target? How am, I going, how am I going to take advantage of them? And so again, you know, I think that he's just kind of a uniquely talented offensive mind. And, um, I think that Sark could be fine, but I think that he has, you know, he's just having some growing pains at this level. Yeah, so obviously uh, now they have dropped three straight games and they're heading on the road for a second week in a row. So facing the New York Jets, the Jets have been one of the more interesting stories uh, for the season. You know, we all thought that they were probably going to be the worst team in the NFL to start the season, and that's obviously not turned out to to be that way in fruition. The season did take a little bit of a downturn on Sunday where it looked like they were going to pick up another another win against the Dolphins. They ended up losing 31-28 to to Miami. Uh, Josh McCown threw an interception on the final drive to seal their fate, uh, you know, so they lost a 14-point lead in that fourth quarter, and obviously that wasn't what they had planned. But they have struggled then on the defensive side of the ball to, to contain both the run and the pass this season. As the season has gone on, they've got better against the run. So uh, getting pressure on the quarterback has been a real real issue for the Jets. Do you think uh, this offensive line can really hold up and uh, keep the Jets out again? The Jets team, as I mentioned, struggling to get pressure on the quarterback. Is this where maybe uh, the, the Sarkeesian offense can get back get back on track or get on track rather for the first time this season? You know, I'm I'm hoping so. I mean, it, it is a good opportunity for them to do so. The only issue is the Patriots defense is bad, too. Um, you know, they, uh, Matt Ryan was the first quarterback all season to not throw for 300 yards against them. Yeah, we thought and last so week was the I, <laughs> Yeah, really mm. did. And so I think that, you know, one, one of my concerns with this Falcons team is just that they are, I think, in their own heads about it. Um, and so, you know, I think it's going to come down to whether or not they can overcome these last three losses mentally um if they can then i think that they'll bounce back if they can't shake that off mentally then i don't i don't think it matters who they're playing yeah and uh, obviously uh, when i had on the rv32 series uh, for rotovis prior to the season i had you on and uh, pretty much anytime i need to get falcons information you're my my go-to on it but we talked about in that episode about the speed the defense possesses that was one of the kind of keys we touched on how do you think they match up against the, the Jets' offense? Uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins has looked very impressive since coming back from his suspension. The, the wide receivers, I mentioned Anderson being on the injury report, but he is expected to play with him, Carly, and Kirst. They've all been pretty serviceable. And then Josh McCowan is what he's always been, a veteran quarterback who can pretty much uh, have very, very solid games for three quarters of it and then prone to those those big errors. So we mentioned Duke Riley is going to miss uh, quite a considerable time with that meniscus tear and uh, you know, there's been some miscommunications in the defense, individual errors this season, but they, they have been better than I think a lot of people uh, realize. They've allowed 23 points only twice this season and held the other four opponents to 20 points or less. So I think they're they're pretty capable of uh, holding this uh, Jets defense at bay. And uh, have you been impressed with how they've done as a whole? You know, they are putting the team in positions to win and uh, it just hasn't been done by the offense. Yeah, I've actually been really impressed. I don't think that anybody expected going into the season that um, games were going to come down to, you know, the defense trying to win it for the offense. Um, I, I think everybody expected the offense to carry the defense again. But last year, this defense was, you know, they had four rookies starting. Um, and so now those guys are on their second season. I think that they've all taken a step forward um, with Vic Beasley back on the field. That certainly helps after that hamstring tear. So, um, you know, they should get Courtney Finch should be fine. Um, but Josh McCown is probably playing the best ball of his life this season. He's actually been pretty impressive. Uh, finally won a game in the Brown Stadium. You know, he was a he was <laughs> one of the quarterbacks there for a while and never won a game there. And then he, you know, finally won one with the Jets, which was kind of funny. But um, yeah, so I, I think that you know they they should be able to keep this Jets offense at bay. But um, 
I think that Josh McCown deserves credit for the way he's playing, and I don't think it's going to be an easy game for this defense. The, the Jets have struggled to get to the quarterback. It's been a little bit of an issue as well for Atlanta. And with Beasley, kind of boomer boss so far this season, it had a major season last year. But with uh, this season and how they've kind of struggled on the defensive line, can you see anyone else that's uh, in that mix beside him that can you know boost up the opportunity for uh, Beasley to and, and this defense to, to make some impact this week, get to Josh McCown? You know, I think that the plan is looking longer term. Um, I think the plan is for Tack McKinley to be that guy. I just think it's going to take him a little while to develop. You know, he missed most of the offseason um, recovering from offseason um, shoulder surgery. And so I think that that maybe slowed down his development a little bit. And so I, he's coming along, but he's just not quite there yet. Um, and they have some guys who can get pressure you know, from other places along the along the line, like Adrian Claiborne has been able to, Courtney Upshaw has been able to, um, Devondre Campbell um, as you know one of the one of the linebackers, he's been able to, and so you know they have guys who can come in from elsewhere in the formation and, and get pressure too, and I think that that's what they'd like to do. Um, but yeah, it is Beasley missed a few weeks with that hamstring yeah. tear. I think that pass rush was much worse without him, so at least having him back on the field should help some. And obviously then, any other key areas of, that you expect to, to impact this match that we, we haven't really touched on as of yet? Yeah, I think special teams is a big factor. Special teams play against the Dolphins and against the Patriots has been terrible. Um, had a couple of really badly botched punts against the Dolphins. Matt Bryant missed two field goals, which he typically doesn't miss. One was blocked, and then he you know missed the other one um, against the Patriots. And so I think that special teams play you know really can't be overlooked either because it's been a liability the past couple of weeks and just a lot of a lot of mistakes there that they've got to clean up. Yeah, and that's interesting that you mentioned that because last week uh, or two weeks ago I talked with uh, a beat reporter for the Jets, and they said about the, the Jets at that point of the season that I think they were in the top five uh, for – uh, you know, special teams and uh, their production on the season. So it's going to be interesting to see who wins that battle this week and uh, see how the game goes. Obviously, uh, the Falcons have been pretty impressive on the road, and uh, I want to get your prediction now for for the game. Can they pick up or a win on the road this week uh, up in New York? Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned um, just hearing some of the post game comments on Sunday. I think that this team is in their own heads, and um, so I'm. I don't think that they do bounce back this week. I think that the Jets pull this off, and I think it'll be close. I'm saying 17 to 14. And uh, with that, you mentioned the the team possibly being in their own heads. Uh, you know, people talk about the Super Bowl hangover, and you know, a lot of teams, you know, say it's just uh, you know fiction, but it, it does look like with the obviously with the combination of the the Super Bowl hangover and Kyle Shanahan moving to the 49ers that this team uh, really is having a kind of a psychological struggle at this moment in time yeah I, I think that it I think that it definitely is um I think that this team came into the season expecting that they would be contenders and I, things have not gone that way and I don't think that they were mentally prepared for that so I think that that has been an issue and uh, obviously with them being contenders do you for the rest of the season do you expect them uh, to be you know contenders for this division to be a contender in the playoffs and uh, maybe beyond do you think it can be turned around or do you think this is just something that's uh, going to go down as a, a lost season uh, for the Falcons I think that it can be turned around um, I just think that they're going to have to get out of their own heads and do it I mean I think that um, you know no matter what the, the division's pretty up and down you know the Saints are kind of rolling now they've won four in a row but I think that the Saints are, that you know, the Saints defense is not very good, and I think that that will catch up with them at some point. Um, the Panthers are very up and down, and the Bucks, you know, they, I don't even think that they have a sack yet this season. That defense is not going to let that team succeed this year. So I think that the division's still wide open, and I think that once you get to the playoffs, you know, anything can happen. I think that that would be a big confidence boost for them. So, you know, I think that that's, I think it's 
possible that they'll turn it around, but they've just got to actually do it. Yeah, I agree with you on all, all those points. And this division is definitely one of the, the most open ones still. A lot of the teams have a lot to prove as the season goes on. But this week will have a, a huge bearing on that. And if the, the Falcons can get a win on the road, it could really uh, kickstart their season moving forward. As always, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, Jenna. And uh, all the listeners can follow you on Twitter at Jenna Thomas. Uh, as always, it's uh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. That was Jenna Thomas off the Falcoholic. Make sure you check her out on Twitter at Jenna Thomas. In a moment, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into what we discussed using some of the Rotoviz apps today. I'm going to be looking at some of the air yards, and uh, the season is already here, but of course, it is still a fantastic set time to sign up for a Rotoviz NFL pass. You can get one now for a 30% discount. Uh, this is for listeners of the podcast only, and it's available through the NFL podcast homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL tools and content, and best of all, it supports the pod. So get that 30% off just for you now for listening to the show and the NFL Pass, and it is at rotaviz.com forward slash podcast. So let's get into it uh, using some of the apps there up on rotaviz.com to break down this game. I'm going to use the Air Yards app today. I'm going to use the Buy Low report as well for uh, a few players that I think could have uh, some upcoming big weeks here as we as we move forward in this season. Uh, talked mainly about the Jets uh, two weeks ago now on the Week 6 edition. I covered the, the Patriots and the Jets and kind of talked uh, in depth about what I thought off the Jets in that one. So I'm going to kind of go briefly through them on this one. Not a huge amount. Obviously, as I mentioned there, Josh McCowan uh, with uh, Jenna when we talked. Josh McCowan has had a very nice season. He's been putting up solid fantasy points. So I wouldn't be too afraid of uh, slotting him into your lineups even after he threw that very, very uh, mind-bogglingly bad interception in the fourth quarter last week. But, you know, I, I think he still has the, the value there this week. Uh, when we look, though, at the buy-low machine, it's showing up the New York Jets RBs as a, a possible candidate there over the next uh, three to four weeks to have a nice, a nice bit of time there at the position. Uh, they have Atlanta this week, Buffalo the following week, and then Tampa Bay followed by a bye. So it's projecting them as the fifth best uh, matchup uh, for the RBs over that there period of three weeks. So it definitely uh, an interesting perspective. But the thing with the Jets RBs at the minute, it's very tough to uh, just really differentiate as to who is the main option there, who is the starter. It looks like with Forte back healthy that he's going to get that opportunity again. I just uh, find it very hard to trust them. I have Bilal Powell in a lot of my teams and it's kind of 50-50 week to week to see who gets uh, the carries. Obviously Elijah Maguire is going to get limited work with the two of them healthy. It was Forte's first game back from injury last week. He led the running backs in snaps and touches. So it's uh, likely that it's going to be an opportunity for him this week. Uh, the Falcons defense has uh, over the last two seasons given up quite a, a large number of points to pass catching running backs. But again, I, get, I expect that to be split between uh, Forte and Powell. So it makes it a little less appealing there. And with the Bilo machine projecting it to be a good opportunity for one of the running backs over the next couple of weeks it's hard to uh, really factor it in with the two of them there really siphoning it's not even a case of one is a first down second down back one's a pass catching back they both kind of do all those things together and uh, neither of them getting uh, a lot of you know guaranteed workload uh, as the weeks go forward here so the Falcons allowed a receiving touchdown to a running back last week against the Patriots they've allowed three on the season and five in total and they're uh, giving up four and a half yards per carry so it's a, it's a good a good spot for either of the the Jets running backs Forte likely to get the bigger workload this week but uh, between him and Powell I, I expect one of them to have a pretty solid week when we're looking then at 
the other options you know Austin Tavarian Jenkins is he was my star play uh, in that game against the Patriots and you know I thought he should have two touchdowns one of those obviously was called back so he had a touchdown there touchdown last week again so he's on a nice little run here I think he has a three weeks in a row the touchdown did catch one against the Cleveland Browns as well so uh, another player that I think could be a spot start this week is Robbie Anderson uh, you know at the wide receiver position he has 17 targets over the last two weeks caught seven of them for 111 yards and a touchdown so they uh, they have uh, that option there so I think you know it could be a contrarian stack this week to go with Josh McCowan and Robbie Anderson but the Jets just this week are a team that I don't really have a huge amount of faith in as to how they are going to do in this game it's been a case of it being spread around as I mentioned with the wide receivers being serviceable this season you know you could put them in a flex if you're really in a spot this week there is a lot of teams on bye in week eight so we'll see how it goes but uh, out of the Jets I'll be looking at ASJ followed by Josh McCowan as an option then followed by Robbie Anderson and then, then you know again RBs this week are limited so you could slot either of those Jets running backs in there and uh, obviously I'm a, a Belial Powell guy but I think it's uh, more likely Forte gets the work this week Moving over to the Falcons, we'll look into it and I'm going to start off again. I mentioned the buy low machine, a very interesting app and it's up and running now on the website you can check in put in different uh, parameters what you want to do but you can check through all the positions gives you kind of a, a strength of schedule gives you a nice graphic up in front of you and gives you uh, the target if you want to pick you can pick as many weeks as you want as the target weeks uh, but overall mainly I, I slot in a, a three or four week sample size so for this show I've been doing between week eight and eleven and looking at that looking at the tight end position I mentioned with the Jets at the running back position is popping up here for the Atlanta Falcons to have a nice little run here and obviously Austin Hooper the main tight end there they have the Jets this week who have been susceptible to the tight end they have Carolina coming up Dallas and then Seattle so Seattle obviously the tough one in that matchup against the tight end but the other three look to be a nice run so uh, Cooper somebody maybe in the next uh, two or three weeks that you can use there slot into your DFS lineups if you need so uh, looking through then as we move away from the buy low report looking through the rest of the team Matt Ryan this this does provide another opportunity for him to get on track the Jets have allowed at least two touchdown passes and five of their seven games including eight touchdown passes in their last three games so you know you have to keep in mind that those games were a combination of Jay Cutler and Matt Moore and the other one was against the Browns with Deshaun Kaiser and Kevin Hogan so you know it's been a tough situation for Matt Ryan this year but I think you know I mentioned last week uh, when I talked to Jan it was the opportunity for the, them to get back on track against the Patriots but you know if it doesn't happen this week it's not going to happen all season long I think it'll be time to just cash out on this offense so uh, they have uh, the Jets have defended the run a lot better over the last couple of weeks so I think that uh, Matt Ryan will be uh, on case to put this ball through the air as much as possible to try and get points on the board so I think this is another week where uh, he is a viable start at uh, quarterback and uh, I think you know if, if he doesn't do it this week uh, it's time to shut Matt Ryan down as a, as a fantasy component throughout the rest of the season so I'm on board with Matt Ryan this coming week I mentioned they're tough against the run and obviously that's not good for the running backs for the Atlanta Falcons but you know Freeman's getting the bulk of the carries on the ground he's looked very good this season looks like he uh, deserves every penny of that contract that he got this past offseason but the one that I'm interested in this week isn't Devontae Freeman he's going to get his work this week uh, he's going to get his attempts on the ground he might get some goal line carries but this uh, Jets team where they have been susceptible is through the air as I mentioned and the Jets have allowed 10 plus points to secondary running backs of four times this season so you know pass catching running backs uh, you're getting the ball out of the backfield and uh, Coleman has averaged nearly 10 points a game prior to last week which was a, a lower performance from him so I think that there's an opportunity there for Coleman to be the highest scoring running back out of these two guys this coming week and with that that makes him my star draft player of the week and uh, 
I've been plugging it the last couple of weeks. If you're playing on draft, obviously you're trying to get the, the snake draft format with the best ball scoring system. You're trying to get the best values. And I, I try and hit those kind of mid to late round values to really uh, spur you on, push you up those draft ranks as uh, the week goes on, as the games progress. And I think Tevin Coleman's the guy to do that for you this coming week so you can join a draft league and download the app anytime just search for draft in the app store and join the game in minutes or play right from your computer at playdraft.com and for a limited time only if you sign up you get a free entry into a draft app when you make your first deposit all you have to do is use the promo code rv radio play for real money for free by just using that promo code rv radio with your first deposit so it's uh, no salary caps play in a real life snake draft uh, along with your friends uh, like you do in a season-long league you can play with your friends in this you can have leagues from any number of players upwards the draft starts from only one dollar each so there really is one for everyone and uh, you can compete have a little bit of fun it is it is a lot of fun on a weekly basis and i i've enjoyed giving out my uh, plays of the week here so far because they're pretty much out of the, the eight, seven calls previously i think uh, six of them have really really been spot on and uh, we'll see how it go this week with tevin coleman but he's somebody in my dynasty leagues and my uh, best ball leagues this week and in my daily fantasy i will be slotting in with confidence i expect him to have a nice week this week against the jets so that's tevin coleman my play of the week for draft and i mentioned hooper is somebody who could have uh you know possibly a nice couple of weeks here coming up it's just so boom and bust so far this season for him up and down each and every week and uh, i find it uh, hard to trust me that monster game against the bears and uh, it's just not I I own him in a couple of dynasty leagues and I, I won't be slotting him in this week into those even with the buys in week 8 Hooper might have a big week this week but unfortunately for me if he does he won't be uh, in any of my lineup so I would be uh, just reluctant to put him in this week a player that I am interested to see how he does this week is Mohamed Sanu he's somebody who coming back from his uh, injury this past week he had uh, six receptions for 65 yards on a season high 10 targets he had that hamstring issue so he's back in there but what the the wide receiver count for that game the snap count looking at the snap report Mohamed Sanu 51 Julio Jones 50 and then we had Tyler Gabriel next with 35 and then all the way down to Justin Hardy 9 and then Andre Roberts 4 so there's a big drop off after those first three guys of Sanu Jones and Gabriel but I think Sanu has a safe floor this week he probably won't have up but you know he doesn't Jones always caps uh, Sanu's upper tier value but I think there's the opportunity there this this week for him to have a a solid game I've him down for five receptions for 70 yards in my projections but looking at the air yard screener of uh, the players here I'm going to hit on Mohamed Sanu first then Julio Jones Sanu has had issues obviously with the hamstring so he missed the game but uh started the season going okay in the mid-range off air yards then uh, started to push his way up with 70 air yards in the next one but it dropped down uh, against Detroit and then it uh, obviously fell off considerably as uh, he played against Buffalo got injured early in that game but last week 108 air yards for him and uh, as I mentioned uh, a nice healthy target share for him as well he did finish with a 30% target share and if you look then with Julio Jones Jones finished last week's game with a 39% target share so it, I mentioned you know there's such a funnel of targets going Julio Jones way but then obviously it has to go or spread around and they're not spreading it around a huge amount so 39 for Julio Jones and then 30 that's you know almost that's 69% it's almost 70% uh, off the target share going between those two players so if you're looking at it obviously you want to have Julio in your team but a much much cheaper option is Mo Sanu and I think this week against the Jets team where I think if the Falcons want to have success on the road they're going to have to pass the ball through the air so Mohamed Sanu was a close second to Tevin Coleman for my play of the week this week but it went the way of Mo Sanu and then Julio Jones obviously I mentioned last week he, 
Julio always dominates in the air yards category. He's, uh, you know, up around 100 yards most games. But in week three against Detroit, he had 206 air yards. And this past week against the Patriots, 146 air yards. So the targets last week for Julio, uh, 13 uh, targets with an A dot of 11.2. So Julio, we know what we're getting, but unfortunately it hasn't been what we've wanted to get at the start of the season. But last week, a very, very solid out from him against the Patriots, and I expect uh, him to have another very solid out this week. But this is a key game for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, you know, a lot of the time you hear the, the words must win, but if they want to really kick this season off, this is a must win. If the offense doesn't get going this week, it's, uh, you know, it's just a loss this week on the road to the Jets would be a disaster for this Falcons team mentioned on the last couple of shows but the podcast is now up on the individual feed as well as the main rotoviz radio feed uh, you can find shows up along with me like the highlight reel that i host uh, on many occasions along with dave caban and neil dutton the other shows up there include uh, this show of course it also includes the weekly recap show that's up there uh, kyle devorchek doing a great job there with maybe four or five shows each week showing a little bit of a segment of each show to get a, a feel of what we've got going on at rotoviz radio and then the other show of course is the flagship show rotoviz radio up there with sean siegel and pat korean another fantastic fantastic show one of the best shows and probably the best show on rotoviz radio i love listening to it it's one of my must listens each and every week so check out the individual feed there with those fantastic shows and check out obviously the main feed with rotoviz radio and uh, all our shows there in one simple place and of course rate and review the podcast up there it uh, helps us bumps us up the ratings and is much appreciated so that's going to do it for the week 8 edition of the Road of His Fantasy Football Beat. My name's Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Until I'm back for the week 9 edition, have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Road of His Fantasy Football Beat. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at rotovizradio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at the 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz summer event, like the 2019 C-Class sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz summer event, now serving limited time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. They call you the Grill Master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.